God has all the power. When he puts the power on a human being, we say the human being is anointed. So God has chosen to put this glory in earthen vessels. There are a group of people, everybody in source. They are called pastors. Men of God. Evangelists. Teachers. Prophets. Everybody insults them. And sometimes the body of Christ even joins in the insult. I mean, if you are Barcelona and you insult Messi, you'll be messed up. Look at when Ronaldo rolled away from Spain and appeared in Italy. In Juventus, look at the money one man gravitated into and precipitated in Italy. One man. We give attention to everything and everybody in the body of Christ apart from the career of the anointed. Apart from the careers. And when I talk about carriers, I'm not talking about only preachers. I'm talking about any of you that carries anything that is an anointing. Listen, we will have to teach the body of Christ to pay attention to anointed people. I know you care a lot about your hairdresser. You care a lot about your tailor. You care a lot about your doctor. In fact, if your doctor dies today, you may die tomorrow because shock alone will kill you. But the Bible said, smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But when you go to the Flagstaff house right now, one of the things you will see there is structure and protocol. And a lot of the structure and protocol is built around the president. No, they build it around the president because you know what? You lose the president, Ghana is in chaos. But go to our churches, what do you see? There is no kind of structure around our pastor whatsoever. And the churches that try to build protocol around their pastor, we call them proud. And they say, why are you treating your pastor like a god? He's not a god, but he's a mouthpiece of God. Without him, our lives will be jeopardized in many ways. You ask the worldly people, don't you do the same for your stars? There are intelligent people like this in Ghana. Bless people like this in Ghana. God has given them gifts and skills. But our problem is we don't know how to protect them. We don't encourage them. We rather destroy. The only time you see us take them serious is when we, are, we hear that somebody is dead. The other day they brought the, they did the funeral of a um, his Excellency Kofi Annan and they laid him in state. And many people went there and they were disappointed because they said they didn't see the body. I'm like, when he was alive, did you see the body? 
When he was alive, did you ever go to greet him? Now you want mortal remains to view. Did you ever send him a letter of encouragement, a text to encourage him? Did you ever send him a card on his birthday? Did you ever send him a card on his wedding anniversary or something? You ignore the person until the person passed. And you want to view the mortal remains. But when the live body was walking about, you didn't care. One of the things the world is busy doing to us is to let us feel guilty for taking care of the women of God and the men of God God gives to us. But you see, they are the ones that carry the anointing we need. They are the ones that carry the word of God. They, they, we have the word of God. We have the anointing. No problem. The, the body carries the anointing. The body has the, the grace. It's just like my body. My body has blood. But if you cut off my head, the blood in the body will only begin to clot, coagulate. My body will begin to decompose. Because this, my body, all by itself, cannot operate. And if you cut off my head, the brain is gone. So even the heart cannot pump the blood anymore. May the Lord help you to take care of an anointed person around. I remember last year when mommy had a challenge with her body. I prayed to God. I said, God, this is Nanao. I don't see how I can live without this woman. Other things have happened to me. I've survived. Not this one. Please. The anointing is contained in earthen vessels. And Jesus never said we should ignore preachers. We should insult them and not take care of them well. Now, you imagine for once, I decide that the rest of Love Revolution campaign, I won't attend. Um, tonight, I'm not coming. Tomorrow, I won't be here. Mommy will not be here. What are you going to do with this place? You say God will call another person. It's not easy like that. How many times in your life do you see somebody come from Bogatanga and come and be risking stuff like this in Accra? That should tell you all the human beings in the world, they are human beings, but their weights and their purposes and God's intention for them is not the same. It's not the same. In fact, whenever I'm going to do a convention, like very soon, Prophet Nanase will come to Bogatanga. I am more interested in Prophet Nanase coming than I am in the decoration of the hall, publicity, and so on and so forth. Because, you see, a human being I'm bringing, who is a carrier of the anointing, is the focus. It's the focus. That is, a, that is a concentration. So, so Jesus sent his disciples and I'm looking at something on page 40 to talk about structure. The structure and the protocol we need in order to keep anointed people. Keep an anointed wife, keep an anointed husband, keep an anointed church member, keep an anointed singer. Like Mavis, we have to keep her for a long, long time. Huh? Pastor Yao Enkidazi, we have to keep him for a long, long time. These are anointed people. You don't get people like that easily. They don't come easy. Keep Moses for a long time. 
people like that are not easy to come by. Look at the way Madam Chair has been a blessing to this Love Revolution co- campaign. Every year she's chairing this thing. And it, the other day I told her, you are really a blessed lady because we could have made another person the chair and the thing would collapse. She will break herself, break the chair. No, you attempt making a Confucianist the chairperson of your thing and you'll be in trouble. First Corinthians 14, 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. And these 12 Jesus sent forth. And I'm reading Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 15. And these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samarians, enter ye not. So Jesus is sending his disciples and even the commission has structure. I'm sending you to only the, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But don't go to the Gentiles and don't go into any of the city of the Samaritans. Sometimes you meet people and they tell you, man of God, why don't you go to this church? Why don't you come here? Why don't you go there? Why don't you go there? Why don't you go there? Why don't you go to this city? Also, our town, we need you there by force. But God didn't send me there. Even where you go has structure. Protocol. God doesn't call you to everybody. God hasn't called you to everybody. But go ye rather to the lordship of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Then he said, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor yet script for your journey, neither yet two coats, neither shoes, uh, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat, and into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who is worthy, and there abide until you depart thence. And when ye come into any house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. And if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whatsoever, and whosoever shall receive you, or hear your words, when you depart, whosoever shall not receive you, or hear your words, when you depart out of that city or house, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I tried to check the, word, the meaning of the word um, worthy. And worthy means to be deserving, suitable, or due reward. Deserving, suitable, or due reward. He said, when you go into any city, I want you to stay in a house that is deserving of that spiritual, mental, or emotional and material blessing that such apostolic visits bring. Anybody who receives an evangelist in your house, you receive a blessing. So when you enter in a city, ask who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Don't stay in just any house. Choose a house that is worthy. 
So when it comes to God sending his people, he said, into whatever house or city. That means even a city must be worthy of the visitation of a man of God. That is why he said, were there not widows, many widows in Israel, but unto none of them was Elijah sent except the widow of Zarephath. Listen. Anytime you receive a man of God into your life, either as a friend, as your pastor, somebody who visits you, somebody who stays in your house, you should know that God has counted you worthy to be identified with such a person. God has considered, listen, God calculated it, God thought about it, God looked at your nature, God put everything around you and said you are worthy to receive the man of God or receive the woman of God. It, 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 it doesn't just happen. God has to think of me worthy to marry his daughter. He wouldn't take such a nice, harmless person and give it to just any man. There are times I make a joke with my wife and I say, Pearl, hey, oh, worry, Bema, and go see Sinipa and go how Papa. And that's because mommy doesn't demand anything. What do you want? I don't know. You are in Europe, you phone her, Pearl, what can I get for you? Oh, and how home? Don't disturb yourself. Another person would have shown me where to go. <laughs> My back will be breaking. Now, so she has to stop me. I have to force and do it. And when you bring it, she'll receive it, but she'll tell you, but please, you don't have to trouble yourself all the time like that. I'm talking to somebody today. Those of you who are pastors, I pray that after today, people will begin to treat you well. The other day, one of my friends told me something on phone. He said, I, I think some pastors went somewhere to discuss something. And then they said, as for Eastwood, we don't see him in our meetings. And I told him, I said, my friend, you are forgetting that all of you live in Accra. And I live in Borga. So all you need is petrol in your car. And you are in the meeting. I have to wake up at 4 a.m., drive two hours to Tamale, sit in a plane. Of course, our plane is good. Our vice is quite small. So when you sit in it, you say, the Lord is my shepherd, take off, and land with surely goodness and mercy. When I fly another one hour, land in Accra, before I come to the meeting. So what it cost me to come to the meeting is not the same as the people in Accra. But if I come, you are likely to even take my presence for granted because you don't know what it cost me to be there. When I finish with you tomorrow, on Saturday, I have to return to Bogatanga and preach on Sunday. That is how much it cost me to be here. That is how much it cost me to be here. Now, so, when you are a man of God and you carry the grace or a minister, even in your own church, there are times they can hurt you and bruise you badly. 
No, they can damage you. They can, they, can, they can wound you because you look at them and you can tell that these people don't know the price you are paying for what you are doing. No, they, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. So Jesus said, when you go, don't allow anybody to injure your anointing. Look for a house that is ready and stay there. Don't go into a city or a house that will not respect the anointing. And I pray that after today, any man of God, woman of God, under the sound of my voice, may you receive God's instruction to let no man despise your anointing and take the place of God in your life for granted. Now people, that is your job. Nobody will do it for you. Nobody will do that for you. Jesus has given us the blueprint. He said, it is not everywhere you go. Then he said, when you go into any city, look for the house or the city that is deserving, that is suitable, and that is worthy of the due reward and stay there. Listen, it cost, it cost a lot for people to preach. When I went to the back room with mommy, the first thing she told me is, ah, I wanted to say something, I forgot. I said, what was that? She said, you know, when we lost our daughters, anytime we traveled, I had to buy things for other people. And when I'm buying the things for them, I'll be crying because I'm buying the things for my spiritual daughters, but I've lost my own biological children. And I'll be buying the things and crying. But guess what? She may bring that gift and give it to somebody and the person will not even say thank you. They don't know you bought it while you were crying. Because another person, if you lose your own biological children, what happens to other children? You don't care. Am I talking at all? Yet, everything we read, everything we hear, everything they gossip about, everything they talk about, is adding pain to people who are already in pain. No, a lot of these men of God are in pain. Your pastor goes through a lot before he comes to stand there to preach on Sunday. That is why most of the pastors, when they stand in front of the pulpit on Sunday, you can see they are angry. You didn't annoy them, but they are angry. How many of you have seen an angry pastor before? How many of you pastors have been there Sunday, you don't know what happened, but you are annoyed? You are just annoyed about something. You are chasing ushers. You are chasing a choir. Organists play the organ. Say, are you a carpenter or an usher? It's frustration. Or, or, or an organist. Are you? Hey, hey, hey. Ushers, you are too slow. You are too slow. Frustration. One day I got frustrated. One usher was crossing me. I hit the back. Bam! He said, why are you crossing? Uh, ministry frustration will move. Frustration. 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 Especially when say 10 to Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20, they 10 and it's not there. And somebody too is in the somebody too is in the church. You say, hey, 
Tell that demon to shut up. Oh, come on, give me a Frustration. Frustration. So he said, when you go into a city, high school is ready and stay there. Now there's structure, there's, there's protocol. Don't stay just anywhere. I remember I went to preach in a town and the pastor put me up in his house. And I agreed because he was my friend. I was sleeping in the morning and I had put the duvet over my head. His son, whether he is Jerry or Tom, you know Tom and Jerry, whether this boy was Tom or Jerry, came and meandered his hand through the duvet, found my ear, started pulling my ear and shouting in the German language, versus that, versus that, that is what is that? I nearly shouted, hey, Willie. I nearly, I nearly shouted, hey, Willie. Now, oh, or so for oh, it came out so said, and then, now, I remember we we're going to preach, me and mommy, somewhere. They said they are taking us to our bedroom. When we entered the bedroom, it was a door, they had removed the door put it on four blocks and spread a mat on it. That was our bed. A door. I'm talking about a pool. Abu. We slept on that bed for three days. By the time we were leaving, many are the afflictions of the righteous. A door. Of course, that was a, that was a village so you can understand it. But I said, when you go, look for a city that is worthy. Now, let me quickly talk about three things about a worthy place that should house an anointing. A worthy place that should house an anointing. A worthy place. Number one is that it should be a devout person's house. The place is worthy because this is a God-fearing house. They fear God here. Like in Acts chapter 10, the story about Cornelius, how he was a devout man that feared God and did much alms for the people. And my Bible said he prayed always to God and he did it with his whole house. What I really love is his whole house. The man of God must be housed in a house that is holy. Keep him in an environment that is devout. And if you are going to take him and put him in a hotel, you yourself must make sure that you are clean. Don't keep a man in a house where they are drinking alcohol, they are fornicating, committing adultery, doing all manner of strange things in the house. Some are practicing witchcraft. No, around our house, if I can suspect that you walk like a witch. You are out of the house. No, you don't have to be a witch. Oh. Just have the appearance. No, just walk and let me look at the way you are walking. And I think, a queen and titty say, be you So when I'm dealing with you, I tell you, look at me. 
Anybody that can look at me is not a witch. But if you cannot, you are a witch. I just spoke Frafra. I don't allow witchcraft in my environment. Another thing I don't allow is a liar. You lie to me once, you are finished. Uh, listen, I don't give you two opportunities with a lie. You hit it one, that is it. Gehazi lied to Elisha. That was the end. The man became a leper the rest of his life. Listen, we misbehave too much around the carriers of the anointing. You cannot stay in the house of a man of God and fornicate them. Mm-mm. That requires sorry, I know the whole misbehave. One day a woman of God told me, he said, Daddy, abominable things are happening in my house. I said, what is happening? He said, the girls and the boys are sleeping together in the woman of God's house. But the Bible said, Cornelius was a devout man. He and his whole house, the man feared God. So, don't keep a pastor with somebody who doesn't respect the anointing. Somebody who is not holy. Don't keep the anointing around people in the church that have girlfriends and men friends and sugar daddies and um, cake mummies. Sugar daddy cake mummy. All over the place. Holiness, purity, devout. Cornelius was devout. So an angel visited him. And the angel said, now you are worthy. I have visited you. But we are going to get Peter to also visit you because you are a devout man. I pray that your house will be worthy to house an anointing. And watch this. Even your body is the temple of God. May God consider your body worthy for the Holy Ghost to live in you because the ark of the covenant does not stay in just any house. It is looking for the house of Obedidom to stay there. And the house of Obedidom is a holy house. It is a devout house. May the Lord make you holy in the spirit and make you holy in the physical and make you holy in your mind and make you holy in your body and make you holy in your your spirit so that you can house an anointing